It is what I call an adult juice that is very needed after a long day at work. Oh, man. What do you got going on? Got some H2O. You know, I'm fasting now, so that's all I could have. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, cold brew. You can never go wrong with cold brew. Anyway, hi, you guys. This is our first ever podcast, and it's been a long day. Um, I am Jessica. I'm Judy. I'm Cece. And we are starting this podcast because we wanted to create and have something that was so relatable and something where you're listening to us, but you're also feeling like you're talking to us. And that was pretty much the thing, you know, that got me going. I was like, you know, I've been listening to podcasts about murder and uh, (laughs) I've been listening to podcasts about horror movies and nutrition And I feel like the conversation ends and I want to keep talking. But also, I feel like those topics are so niche that, like, okay, this is, I want to talk about other things. So um, I reached out and I was like, hey, girls, do you guys want to start a podcast? And they said yes. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why we're here. (laughs) (laughs) And this is our podcast. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so why don't we introduce ourselves? Let's go, Judy. Hey, my name is Judy. I am 29 years old. I am in the HR field. I have a baby. Um, he's in his twos. So you mamas out there know what I'm dealing with. Terrible twos, man. So, um, yeah, I mean, I like going out. I mean, obviously not now, but usually I like going out, hiking, doing fun stuff, going outdoors. Um, I used to vlog. I used to do YouTube. That, that used to be my, like... Uh, I guess, creative side that I like uh, getting into. But I I slowly stopped doing that. I mean, there's not much I do, so I I think it'd be boring vlogs. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this is me going to the grocery store. I'm pumping (laughs) gas right now. My friends came over to work out today. But these are my exclusive bunch because, you know, COVID time. (laughs) Are you safe? Anyway, (laughs) how about you, Cece? What's going on with you? Well, I'm Cece. I'm 21 years old. I have two guinea pig children. I do line producing. I recently graduated from film school. Uh, So right now, that's a little slow, but it's picking back up. Uh, I, too, like going out and doing outdoor things, hiking. I like traveling, although I can't do much of it right now. But I'm very excited to just get out of here once things (laughs) clear up a little bit. I think we all are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Times are weird. Well, thank you guys for joining me on the podcast, and thank you for being a part of it. And we hope that you guys at home who are watching and or listening in your cars or while you're washing dishes can relate to the topics that uh, we bring up and that, you know, you feel like you can chat and, you know, send us a message and you correspond to what's being spoken about. Um, I, myself, my name is Jessica. I am an old lady, (laughs) not young and vibrant 21, (laughs) but not a mom. (laughs) But yeah, I am a creative, just like most of you. I am fortunate to be a creative in my work field and to kind of understand uh, the creative world a little bit more so uh, than others. And basically, my things and the things that I really enjoy are horror movies, climbing, disc golf, Hey, (laughs) traveling and nutrition. Those are like my top things. If I had to say, these are my passions. What we wanted to talk to you guys today about uh, is a simple word, and that is coping. How are you coping? Basically, 
we are all currently, everyone in the world have one thing in common, and that is that we are all simultaneously experiencing being in a reality where we had no control to be in, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I think for a lot of people in this time, especially at the beginning of it, you know, nobody wants to talk about COVID. You have shows like This Is Us and Pandemic, and they bring them up and they engrave them and ingrain them into what we're seeing. And sometimes it's better to forget about that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's it's outside your door and it's in your reality and it's what you're submersed into. So we wanted to be able to talk about how to cope in a situation like this and how places around the world are coping themselves. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question to you ladies is, where were you guys when it all started? And, you know, what was your first take on it? Oh, this is going to be deep. <laughs> I remember specifically when the stay-at-home orders were issued. I remember it vividly. I was sitting in my car in the Canes uh, line, mm-hmm. the drive through line, mm-hmm. Um, I was starving. I remember that because I just got it out of work and I was listening to the radio and I, and, um, I remember that, that those orders went into place and I, I automatically called my boss and said, hey, is, does this affect us? Because I wasn't sure if we had to shut down. Um, my brain was just all over the place. I was just like, are we going to shut down? How do I tell my employees? Like, this is out of nowhere. But Luckily, we're in a central business or we're considered a central business. So those rules didn't apply to us. Mm. The only thing that did um, affect us was the fact that I believe there was a curfew after 10, 11, something like that. And we do have second shift employees who their shift is from 4.30 to about 1 p.m. or a.m. So we had to provide letters to them because... Apparently, that if they would get stopped, they would get questioned. Oh man! So we had to. Pre- I had to prepare those within that day. I was out of clocked out of work. I mean, I don't really clock out. <laughs> not <laughs> HR. <laughs> not now. Not ever. No. <laughs> so I had to. I had to come up with that. Make sure that it was approved, so that way I can have them ready, printed out for the next day for my employees. So. Everything was just a roller coaster after that. I was just like, after that, then employees had so many questions. I there was a lot of regulations that were coming into place that I had to catch up on, like from one minute to the next. It was it was crazy, just th- that time. And for those of us who are a little bit not educated in such worlds, right? Because I come from creative field. What what's like if if you can disclose the company name, what kind of stuff do you guys do that uh, essentially makes you guys, well, essential. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like, what? let us tell people, what, how long have you been in HR? So I've been, I would say two years, but officially, because in the beginning I started in the recruiting world, which technically is not, it's a part of HR, but it's not, like, where you have to learn about regulations, like, more into depth. So I would say, like, technically it would be one year full-on just HR experience from employee relations to uh, regulations to leave of absence and stuff like that. I would say a solid year. 
So our business uh, that makes us essential is that we do adhesives for plumbing, piping, stuff like that. So whether it be for your home, for businesses that are, are making new houses, building stuff like that, uh, I mean, obviously that business doesn't stop. So that's why we had to continue our production in regards to that. Um, and then we do have that, and then we have our, our sister company who does the, if you seen the Tide Pods? The, the ones the that plas- the Gen Z are eating, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so the plastic wrapping, that's that's one of our companies that does that. So um, that picked up a lot. That that specific business didn't get affected very much. It actually Everyone was up. home. They yeah. had to do laundry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that was a good thing for, for that side. But, yeah, for, for this business, it was adhesives or plumbing. Uh, that uh, We slowed down for a little bit, like that little dip in March when everybody was freaking out. Orders kind of slowed down, but after that, it picked up real fast. That is absolutely essential. I mean, yeah. you have a sink, which I think most of us do. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry if you don't. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, most of us do. So, yeah, that definitely is essential, and that was something that was not going to slow down. And yeah. Awesome that it didn't, because imagine if we didn't have, like, good plumbing yeah. during all of yeah. this. I mean, we wiped our butts with endless toilet paper. Apparently. Apparently, <laughs> Apparently it was something that was, uh, we were in a shortage. Right? Yeah. We was freaking out about so that. So that adhesive <laughs> came in handy, you know what I'm saying? You know, anyway. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And we thank you and your company for staying open. And, you know, that is a vital, essential necessity yeah. for almost everybody so how about you cecilia where were you when the great fall of you know 2020 <laughs> happened oh you know <laughs> uh well the day that it was released we were wrapping up a shoot and we had a, a second unit team it was the same people but not everybody was going <laughs> so they were gonna go do some like night scenes on the sidewalk and then it's like oh stay at home order uh, I think they were able to get it in before 10, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, like, the rest of the shoot got canceled. It was the first day out of, like, three days, I think. Mm-hmm. And the school was, because it was a school, these, not thesis. It was something with the school. The school but, was like, um, we're not back in Yeah, this. they're like, mm-hmm. well, we're not going to be responsible if anybody mm-hmm. gets sick, which makes sense. At the time, it was, like, it was just starting out. But before that, like, I was having a lot of meetings a day it's like when I was really picking up stuff other people were hearing about me and what I did which is line work and so I was getting on these new projects and then that hit where it's like oh we can't shoot anywhere and all my meetings just Ooh, disappeared. Aww. Like Thanos, like Thanos just snapped like his fingers. Like Thanos snapped his fingers. All her Excel sheets evaporated. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, the Excel sheets got longer because we were like prepping for, okay, this is how we're going to do it when we get back. Like the few meetings that we did have in there, it's like, okay, when we get back, this is the plan we have. And it's just, it just kept getting pushed. Like for, at this time I was still in school and my thesis film was shoot to set was set to shoot in May. (laughs) So it was March, May. That shoot ended up getting pushed all the way until November. Wow. Wow. That's like... And that was back in March. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) And the one one that we were filming in March has yet to be finished. Wow. Just because all that was happening, and then once things did start to open, or not open, but like you can get away with shooting, a lot of those people had 
multiple other things that they mm-hmm. had to take care of. They either weren't here anymore, they had to go back home, or whatever was going on with them. So almost a year later, and you're still having caught up with that. Yep. <laughs> well, and who knows fun. if it'll get done. Yeah. <laughs> that poor, the, the poor footage that kind of got brought to life is just sitting there getting yeah. dusty and, <laughs> you know, just sitting there. Um, for those that don't understand that are listening, what, what is line work? Uh, it's the stuff that people don't want to do <laughs> when it comes to movies. <laughs> uh, you do the scheduling for when you're shooting. You also handle the budget, so anything involving money, you have to overlook it, so that way you know you're not overspending or underspending, because you don't want to underspend, because then they're not going to trust what you're saying, because if, if you're using less than what you have, yeah. then... So there's a fine line and money talks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also, like, it, it depends. Like, right now, on the bigger end, the line producer can help you, like, with crew and all that. But on this end, I work with pretty much the same people. Mm-hmm. So if one thing comes up, everybody's on it already. That's great. So you guys are more of a efficient machine at this point because it's the same characters every time. Yeah, so everybody's aware of, like, what's going on and... How we, you guys yeah. gel. Yeah, and every once in a while, you know, they'll bring in new people and they end up being a part of that little crew. Nice. Well, okay. Thank you guys for sharing where you were. The big topic here and what we wanted to be able to relate with you guys is how are you coping and what are you doing to cope? And Wait, where were you, though? You didn't let us know where you were at. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't want to talk <laughs> about me. No, <laughs> no uh, my story, my story, yeah, I was in the state of self-loathing, if you will. Um, I had broken, actually, I don't want to date today because this is going to come out in the future, but basically a year from today or tomorrow, it's tomorrow, I had been in this car accident with a, between me and a semi, but a little backstory, a little backtracking. Basically, I come from a climbing background. I was working part-time at a climbing gym, been there for three years, dirtbagging it uh, outside of working on set, just like CC I'm on more professional sets. I do PA work on indie sets. I do uh, assistant director work. Uh, but my side hustle, you know, because you can't live in L.A. and not have a side hustle <laughs> or a boo. You have to have one or the other or both <laughs> to really like not starve um, and my side hustle was working at a gym uh, at the climbing gym and so everybody would come in and be like whoa did you break your hand climbing outside <laughs> and I'm like no it's it's way less way 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 less climactic than that I uh, I got hit by a semi truck and you know I overheld my steering wheel and my wrist just went boop and so um yeah I was really sad (laughs) because I had broken my right wrist and I'm later in life now so I've never broken anything prior you know and I'm like oh I'm learning how to brush my teeth with my left learning how to throw on eyeliner with my left (laughs) different things that you wouldn't think are uh, difficult were very difficult Mm. and Basically, what ha- happened was <laughs> is that I ended up um, working less hours and just having to slow down. And I think that was like the universe saying, hey, Jess, slow down, you know, because I was going too fast and I was doing too much. And yeah, so basically when everything happened back in March, uh, I would say like March 10th, between March 10th and 13th, even in that state, um, I was getting less hours at the gym, but I was able to secure a PA job as a, um, or for a commercial, a Red Bull commercial. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that was a fun one because in my sling, I was there erasing a whiteboard over and over and over for a <laughs> professional basketball player that would go and pretend to instruct his class. And they're like, all right, PA, come in and erase the board. And there I go with my left. And oh my gosh, that lasted like an hour. Um, but basically, in that time frame, as you know, you, you were hearing about the coronavirus in the news, it was starting to uh, become part of our radar or be part of our radar. Mm -hmm. And I remember being on set March 3rd, 4th, and 5th for a shoot called The Wilds. And I remember not everyone wearing face masks because that wasn't a thing. We weren't shut down. That wasn't a thing yet. And the interesting thing was that the weirdness had already began. So essentially, people were, you know, in the past, you would fist bump. You know, you'd be like, hey, hey, you know. But people were elbow bumping yeah. by March, like, 3rd. And it didn't change anything. We were eating in the same areas. We were grabbing from the same crafty. And for those... It, yeah, it was pre-six feet apart. Right. Yeah. And, you know, things weren't packaged. So for those that don't understand what crafty is, crafty is basically an endless supply of <laughs> on set. So, you know, people get bored, snacks. People get hungry, <laughs> snacks. You know, the snacks are there and the snacks were plentiful. Um, but they weren't, you know, now in current world... Everything is packaged off and mm -hmm. separated, yep. and you can't just grab. They grab it for you. It is. Yeah. You can't bring a box of donuts anymore. None of that. You have to get the prepackaged ones. So, so much plastic. But yeah. all that to say <laughs> that people were doing this, right? Elbow bumping, but nothing else had been different because they didn't know any better. So, to sum up the question of where was I, um, I was running around, and next thing you know, by like March 10th, everyone's world stopped, not just mine. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I was. <laughs> but all that to say that we had to go to a place where we were having to cope differently. Yeah. We were having to slow down, which is in California, I mean, very different in other parts of the world, right? But in California, in SoCal specifically, you're just, you're like, a, what is it, like a mouse on the cog or a wheel or what is that thing? You know what I'm saying? But you're just you're going, always you're you always stop. moving, you just yeah. don't stop. And so basically, a lot of people had to, things changed. A lot of people had to stop the way they thought and really, really just like, listen and let the quietness be like, you know, their their ground, their safety place. And the thing here is that it, it didn't happen quietly, right? Internally, sure. But everything happened at once for everyone yeah. so yeah there's very like drastic changes just mm -hmm. like the way you work some people were sent home to work from home yeah. mm -hmm. which that was that was a luxury back then yeah to for you to have the option to work at home now people had to deal with like okay where do i where's it gonna be my home office kids that didn't couldn't go to school they they shut down schools for like two two weeks to a month now people are like okay well what do i do i'm working from home but i have kids i have to take care of that now they have to do online schooling mm -hmm. so it, it was just a very drastic change very quickly and we'll slowly lead into into that and um, get into different parts of that because again it affected everybody differently mm -hmm. and everyone's having to cope uh differently so for you guys outside of like work how did you cope and how was this new world for you well i didn't really 
learn how to cope with it for like a while like those first few months like I said like my work stopped like I was just waiting and at that point like I was still technically living at my grandparents house but I wasn't staying there so I was staying at a different place so I didn't even have like my things to do so like if I wanted to read I didn't have my bookshelf there Mm -hmm. I had my laptop and that was it so I was very limited on what I could do But after a while, you know, money started running out. So I started doing DoorDash and all that. And it's funny because I was supposed to go DoorDashing one night. And then uh, Derek and Pablo invited Matt to go play disc golf. And then I was like, well, I want to go. So I didn't go. (laughs) I didn't go. I didn't go to DoorDash. (laughs) And now I play disc golf a lot. Like, that's something I like to do just to, you know, take my mind off of things now. Um, and that is awesome. I played yeah. with her, and she has a mad backhand. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, look up disc golf videos, guys. You're missing out. <laughs> we play together. It's a thing. <laughs> but other than that, I would say just trying to keep busy. Like, now, thankfully, things are picking up again. Mm. So I'm always doing something. Now I have an actual other job, thanks to Judy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so I go and they do love that. you, by the way. <laughs> just saying. So. She's a great worker. I'm type of type. (laughs) But yeah, I do that. And then I come home, uh, maybe have a meeting. But just keeping busy, that's how I cope. Because I I can't not do much because then I get like, oh, I don't don't have anything to do. Let me go lay in bed. (laughs) You like lose your motivation and you're like, I'm just going to sink into these blankets and this comforter and watch everything. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's what I do now. Just keep busy. And you started a podcast with me. And now starting a podcast. (laughs) Coping. (laughs) How about for you, Judy? In the beginning, I don't think I had, like, an opportunity to cope because I had so much on my plate. Like I I mentioned earlier, I had so many regulations, so many laws I had to learn. People were coming to my office, like, back to back. What do we do? What are we doing? Are are we wearing masks? Are we not wearing masks? So... I didn't really have a chance to slow down and kind of like take it in. I kind of had to. You were to... coming home and like HR 101. It, it really <laughs> was. I, I, I would leave work, clock out supposedly, but I would have to come home and kind of watch the news and kind of keep up. Okay, this law came into effect. Now I got to do this. This is what I have to follow. I have to send people who are homesick or I can't do this. I can't I can do that. So it was very difficult to kind of slow down and actually cope with it. Um, I just had to adapt and kind of keep going because there were people that were relying on me to to see what was next. And then it, was, it wasn't just employees, but it was also upper management because they were looking to HR for guidance. It's like, okay, how do we handle the situation that we've never been in before? Right. And then you're like the funnel, right? You're the you're the communication between the bottom and the top. And yep. all right, how's everyone doing? You know? Yeah. And then just me just being in one year into HR <laughs> <laughs> that I had to deal with this much. I'm like my, my bosses who obviously have many, many more years of experience than me. They're like, you're, you're in for a ride. Like they haven't <laughs> even experienced this. This is their first time and they're having a hard time as well. So you can only imagine what I was going through with one year of experience. So they're like, you're doing good. They're very supportive. I have a very, very, very supportive HR team. So this is Judy. This is I'm her bosses. <laughs> there you go. Figure it out. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. 
But yeah, after I kind of got the hang of it, I was able to uh, just come home and and not constantly be on my phone because that that was the the sucky part about about the pandemic and being in HR. I come home and I have a baby to take care of. I have a husband. I don't have to take care of him, but I have to give him attention. (laughs) I mean, mean, you have to take care of him. I have to give him attention, you know? Like, we have to be in sync, you know? But I come home and my phone was just going off, emails, just constantly calls. So um, it was very hard, but after... We kind of got the, the the gist of it of how how to deal with it. It was it slowed down a little bit, so at that point I I, I would come home and I was in the constant phone calls. So yeah, I, I kind of slowed had, down for you. Yeah, so I was then able to one I got into fasting because nice. I I noticed that I was stress eating. So I was like, okay, yeah. this is this is not okay. This is not what I want to do. I don't need these Doritos right now. <laughs> so I, I became more health conscious. I started entering fasting and then. You threw out the idea about working out. I was trying to work out, but I'm one that needs to work out in a group to kind of stay motivated. And then just with being health conscious, I learned to make healthier meals as well. So cooking came into into play. Like my husband and I have always been into cooking. Maybe not the healthiest meals, <laughs> <laughs> but now uh, we got, we've gotten way better at that. So That's awesome. Yeah, uh, on my end, I was a TikTok video person. <laughs> actually, no, I'm too old for TikTok. But my brother is really, really into TikTok. So we actually did a remake of one of Kanye's videos. And um, it's somewhere in the internet. And it's embarrassing. I remember that. <laughs> and, we, and I even sang to it. It was great. You know, in the night, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I can't go any more than that. Cause copyright. Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, we were doing that because again, Broken Jess couldn't really do anything else besides that. And, you know, whether it was the film industry or the climbing gym, that it was just gone, like evaporated like that. And I was pff, gone. So <laughs> I was like, all right, well, what am I going to do? I binge watch Community. <laughs> and that was my jam. <laughs> I'm not proud. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And so basically... Uh, it was interesting to see how the rest of the world was doing, and and I was like, whoa, what is what is everybody else doing, right? What's going on? And so it turns out a lot of people were binge-watching TV, too. I, I wasn't alone in that one, you know? Uh, you guys said it to me sometime back. Some people were baking. Like, let me save every rotten banana and make a banana bread. Like, yeah. okay. And that, and that all came from TikTok because I was like, yeah. you got three rotten bananas? You can make banana bread. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, I, and I tried it and it was actually really good. I'm not going to brag, but my banana bread is really good. <laughs> I mean, my mom isn't much of a baker and she got into it. I'm like, all right, mom, get down. <laughs> and I have confirmation because my mother-in-law said that I should sell it. So I'm just like, it's it's good if my mother-in-law right approves bananas. it's good you know when your mother-in-law is saying something like that it's true because you know mother-in-laws but anyway uh just to give you guys a little bit of context though around the world and in different places on march 10th you had 16 u.s universities completely shut down in an attempt to control the spread of the coronavirus and it just sucks because students were freaking out they were in a frenzy and they were like okay well i can't attend class but I can't stay here and I'm afraid to get on a plane because now airplanes seem gross, right? And what do I do? Uh, you had people, you had like things like Coachella and Stagecoach, like, uh, 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 we're canceling, it's not happening. And 
what? Not Coachella. We love Coachella. No, it got expensive. It got really expensive. Anyway, (laughs) you know, around the world, you had places like Uganda saying, hey, on March 12th, all right, you guys, no more traveling. We're going to try to stop this. You know, China, Germany, France, um, you know, us, America, Iran, Italy, and South Korea are all in unison uh, saying, all right, no one's doing this. Phew, phew, phew. And so basically you have people like my buddy, Daniel, who was in, I think, Costa Rica. Now he's stuck, right? So he went on vacation. And as someone who loves to travel, mm-hmm. my family was like, hey, I'm really glad you weren't out there, you know? You could have been stuck. And people were stuck on cruises, on boats. People were stuck in different countries. Um, how frightening, you know? Yeah. Um, that's actually because I feel like at least in the U.S. The other countries, I feel like they handled it different because of how soon they were able to go back to school or We were a little reopen. bit late, right? Yeah, we were a little bit late on our end. But what's interesting about that is because back in February, you know, we were, I believe on February 2nd, it was only 11 positives. In the entire U.S.? In the U.S. Wow. And that was because either they went to China and they came back and brought with them or they knew someone and they were close with them who had recently gone to China and the Department of Defense at that time when you know it was first kind of being introduced to the U.S. they were talking about how they were going to make military bases like quarantine spots for to hold up to a thousand people each which I don't think that happened i think there was a few bases i know for example uh the people who were on that the princess cruise ship they were sent to quarantine for about 14 days in in what was it it was um i think it was a navy base or something like that they were quarantining there and then um, some people were were getting the test done and other people were refusing to get the test done because they w- they felt like if they got tested and then tasted, they tested positive, they were going to have to quarantine even longer. So people are like opting out, like, nah, it's okay. I'll do my 14 days and get out. Yeah. Instead Yikes. of doing the right thing, getting tested and, and knowing if you got, um, if you were exposed to it or not. But yeah. some people react differently some people even to this day i know people who don't want to get tested because they're like okay if i get tested what now like there's yeah. there's no preventative like medicine that 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 can help me so yeah it does help that the vaccine is kind of getting dispersed now, now. Yeah. more probably by summer but i mean at the end of the day you go back to accountability and just being an adult and people don't like to hear yeah you know <laughs> things about themselves whether it's internal or exterior but yeah you, know. you, you need to listen to the professionals really because back in again back in february a lot of the cdc's uh branches their director heads they were there was a little bit of a conflict of okay this is very serious we should get the hospitals prepped People should start preparing in case this is the next pandemic. Uh, and then there was on the other side, oh, we've seen similar things. You don't have to get too crazy. We don't want to get everybody all riled up. <laughs> wow. So, Which, you had the same, so you had two parts to the same team mm-hmm. conflicting. Yeah, butting heads, which now, as we see, we did need to prepare for that because even up to last year during the holidays like hospitals were crammed i know that some of them couldn't even take in more patients because of how full they were and people who didn't have covid got it because they were in that uh environment 
I remember I saw uh, something in the news stating if they can't save you or if you get into like an accident, you weren't allowed to be taken to the ER because they were at full capacity. So they're like, if if there's no, there's very low to no chance of survival, don't even bring them to the ER. Which is crazy which is- because, you know, you have people going out and playing this hard game of disc golf and the injuries. I'm joking. That <laughs> you shouldn't be getting injured. <laughs> but I get injured. But let's not talk about that. Um, no, but yeah, you have people that, you know, for example, climbing gyms at the very beginning, right? Um, sure, the numbers weren't as high at the beginning, but doesn't stop people from going outside and not properly handling anchors and not properly, you know, uh, doing redundant security systems, right? Because now gyms are closed. Everything is closed. Fit, you know, uh, fitness gyms are closed. Uh, racquetball parks are closed. Um, so now you have certain sports, you know, that in said parameters, uh, you would be safe. And now you're going out there and you don't have the experience or the proper knowledge and you go and, and fall and hurt yourself. Like, sure, at the beginning when everything was happening, there is the capacity for it. But come winter time, right? Winter's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, can't, you can't have room for error in that way. Because if you, you get hurt, there is either, no room for you. Yeah, and there's it's, no it's room. Cra- it's so crazy because I have I, I used to work at a hospital and I still keep in touch with, with my old coworkers there. And they're stating that there's people in the gift shop, in the, the prayer room. Like they're using Any those crevasse. rooms as holding. A, as holding for patients because that's how, much, how, how busy they are and how how the capacity they're just they're trying to find somewhere to help these people out you think they foreshadowed this but (laughs) you know i mean they did they really did (laughs) but we just you know i mean and even that even and we can get into that a different day but just the way people get it sometimes it's as simple as you know like being in a space like this or sometimes it's just a phenomenon but really like everyone is now in this little universe right Mm -hmm. and this is our reality and what do you do with said reality some people went to really dark places um some you know the forced slowing down uh that we were that we had to do it's not something that we're used to unless you know you're retired and you're mad chilling right (laughs) um but yeah different things were happening around the world it wasn't just you know our first world problems or not first world problems here you know you had um on march 20th italy was like faced with one of the deadliest days since the coronavirus mm-hmm. outbreak. And they had 627 deaths at that time, which, again, here you're like, oh, that's that's not terrible because the U.S. is ginormous. But in Italy, that's, you know what I mean? You yeah. have a bunch of older generation people mm-hmm. living there. Yep. So this is definitely changing things. You know, you, as of March 22nd, you have Tokyo like, all right, we're not doing this. We're not having the Olympics. And everybody... Well, not everybody, but a chunk of people were so excited for this because they know Tokyo was going to bring it, man. Japan was ready. They're ready to go. You know, we in the climbing community were like, yeah, climbing for the first time ever in the Olympics. And look how strong we are. Uh, We can climb rocks, you know. (laughs) We know how to climb really fast. Like, we were very excited to be a part of that. And they were like, no, Australia and Canada were like, we're not sending our athletes. This is not happening. So definitely things happening uh, in in different places. Um, 
By March 23rd, President Trump announced that he would deploy the National Guard in an attempt to stop the spread. Uh, you know, here in the U.S. and, and in the U.S., it was, it was crazy. Going from those 11, 11 positives in early February, by the end of March, over 160,000 people had tested positive, And Say there was 160,000 within oh, like a month and a half. Goodness. And there was just under 3,000 deaths just in the U.S. Insane. That is insane. So, I mean, what are you going to do? You're just going to exist or, you know. You just got to follow what everybody's mm-hmm. saying. At the time, like, you you really, <laughs> we were in a quarantine. You know, restaurants were closed. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, you couldn't go work out. Like, sometimes people need that motivation yeah. to get them out of bed, you know. Like, it really just affected everyone in different ways. Like, we were talking juries. And I don't think people were, were doing their part either. Like, yes, we had these stay-at-home orders, but I had friends who were, like, they're, they're, they're definitely younger, so they reacted <laughs> very differently. They're like, oh, this is this is fine. And I remember the statement that they, they would say is like, oh, it only affects people over 40. So nonchalant. I'm going to be fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm like, okay, you're going to be good. Okay, but say you have it, and then you're out and about, and say a 50-year-old man is out in the market getting their daily groceries and you pass it on to to that person like how selfish is that you know exactly speaking of groceries and to you know not i'm not trying to dilute the topic here but can we talk about how there was no food and no nothing and poor costco i mean i just wanted a (laughs) hot dog literally everywhere like costco was empty um we were going to the Sater brothers over here we went to a the asian market and like everything, the rice was gone. Yeah, canned beans, stuff tortillas, were gone. bread. I remember <laughs> I went and I, and I wanted to make a. I specifically remember a day that I was like, okay, I want to make a salsa, so I'm, I'm gonna go get Ooh, some. She's like some tomates and chiles, and I went and literally I walked into the store, and all the like all the tomatoes were gone, all the avocados were gone, all the chiles were gone. And I was just like. What is going on? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I just want to make a simple salsa. What is going Where's on? Where's the tomatillo at <laughs> right now? And then Where you the have to... I, I, I totally forgot about that. But I remember going to the grocery store and not seeing onions, tomato, just like the basic things that you would go for. Like, Yeah, it got, to the, it got to the point where I have grandparents and they're like, their phones are old school. No iPhones, no internet. <laughs> what information? Uh, <laughs> it got to the point where, like, they, they knew COVID was going on, but they didn't understand, like, why are the grocery stores empty? Why can't I find the food I need? To the point where my dad, who lives an hour and a half away from my grandpa, had to bring him down foods, and then he had me go and look around where I was to take yeah. them some stuff. And it was, it was so crazy. Like, you had to go two hours away just to get some groceries. Do you remember that they started hanging signs above poultry? They started hanging signs yeah. above, like, the toilet paper. And I think it was also, like, dairy products. And it's like, you take two things, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. A limit per household. Limit yeah. per household. We're not doing this. Like to the, So, like, we had to get regulated because we didn't know how to self-regulate because... We were afraid. Yeah. Definitely uh, a different time for a lot of us and, and just the way people coped and handled it differently. Um, some graciously, not some not some so graciously. <laughs> but I would hope that, you know, I mean, there's forgiveness for everybody. I'm not about cancel culture. So uh, essentially, I hope that some lessons were learned, you know. Yeah. Um, and we do the best that we can given the circumstances. 
So in this case, yeah, I think for me personally, starting this podcast was something that I wanted to use as a form to cope, but also to communicate and reach out to you guys out there who sometimes feel like, hey, I want to have that dialogue and that open conversation. And, you know, uh, it's time to give fruition and, you know, water those seeds and, and have fun. You know, yeah. so definitely glad that you guys joined me on this. And, you know, do you guys have any questions for people that are watching this? Is there anything that you would, you know, want to leave them with? Well, question wise, like how how did this affect you? Like, are you like Judy? Did your workload increase or are you more like me where you were kind of just waiting for something to happen? Did you get your TikTok on like me and my brother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you baking banana bread, saving every little bit of banana? <laughs> Were you a toilet paper hoarder? I mean, tell us. We won't or judge. Or did you start working out at home? Yeah. Or were you, you know, the little couch potato and you gained them love handles and, you know, <laughs> did you do that? Which, hey, there's, again, we no nothing judgment. wrong with it. No yeah. judgment. Nothing wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> for them Seinfeld lovers. <laughs> but basically, thank you guys for joining us today on our podcast. I am Jessica. Cece. Judy. And if you guys like what you heard and want to basically partake in it please definitely comment and let us know what you think join in on the conversation ideally this is what this platform is for mm -hmm. and that's what we wanted to do is create a dialogue where you could also relate and you could feel like you can chime in at any time because this is a conversation that we're having with you and lastly if you want to do any research on the information that we provided we will be providing links all right bye bye, bye.